da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. We have assembled the Mad About Movies Justice League to talk about Joker here. And I am Kent Garrison, and I am... I guess I want to take uh, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> We've got uh, Richard, who is Cyborg. Is that one? Yeah, I, I want to be. I want to be. <laughs> is that? I want to be the one that goes. Meanwhile, in the Legion <laughs> yeah. of Solitude, I want to be the narrator guy. Okay, Richard, the narrator narrator guy. We've got uh-huh. Brian, who is Aquaman. Hey, Brian. Oh yeah, look at you me. Can the Flash, Brian. You can be the Flash. Oh. No, you're. He's Vinny Chase's Aquaman, though. He's not Malala. He's Vinny Chase Aquaman. Slight, the, the OG. Slight improvement. Sure, sure. Well, since we're talking so. Joker here in uh, Mad About Movies this week, um, we have put out the Batman Shane signal, and I think he's. Bat- Batman Shane? Is that is that you coming through the darkness with the cow? <laughs> I've arrived. Fellas. Oh, Batman Shane. Well, you got the voice and everything. Wow. Man, it's chin. actually just it's just a the Batman Shane signal, you think it'd be a Batman logo. Uh, but those are expensive. So it's just a um it's it's the it's just logo Kevin for Smith's the, uh, silhouette. <laughs> yeah. Or a less than Jake logo. Yeah. It's just that it's that stupid S we all used to draw when we were in eighth grade. Yeah. Like yeah. Line. There it is. Yeah, as for Shane. Yeah, yeah. Great. Awesome. I like to think that when we do these episodes that Shane is in full Batman costume. Like he has to to uh be serious about this and mm-hmm. and put on the costume in order to to come on and talk talk Only about Batman. Batman just like Batman, um Shane wants just like Batman currently, Shane once uh found himself in a dumpster unable to get out. <laughs> that is Shane a true get story. That is a true story for another day. <laughs> awesome. Well good to it, be here, fellas. Yeah, it would not be a Batman DC related conversation without you here. If you're a, a listener of the show, you can find Shane's handiwork on all of our past uh Batman episodes as well as a lot of others. And uh, he's one of our favorite people to have on, a great good friend of ours for many years who works at a major Hollywood studio and has a lot of experience in uh, movie making and the industry as well as all things Batman. This guy probably knows more about Batman than uh, the creator of Batman, Bob Kane. Right, so, I, but perhaps that could be true. If he was still point, alive, we yeah. could have a test. You yeah. definitely know more than him at this point. I was just yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, that being said, this is a little bit out of the realm of what we normally talk about here because we normally we rant about the uh, you know the P jars, or we're talking about a Lego Batman movie or something, or it's Shazam. Uh, this is definitely different. Um, because this is a Batman movie without Batman. Mm. And um, I'm very interested to hear, Shane, your thoughts on how this all fits in what Batman is and where it's going to go from here and all of that. Because, you know, I went into this pretty blind in terms of the um, the canon of everything. Um, but, you know, huge fan of Joaquin um, going into this and... You know, still coming out of this, I think 
you know, my main takeaway from this is just what a, what a, what a tour de force Joaquin Phoenix is as an actor. Um, and you know, when he goes all in on something, I really don't think there's anyone that compares anymore with him, um, in terms of what he can bring. And so, you know, I was just completely transfixed by his, uh, performance throughout Mm -hmm. this film. Um, Jericho, but yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, I, uh, if you follow me on social media, if you follow us on social media, it was quite oh a yeah, it was quite a weekend for for us. <laughs> Jeez, um, man. So I hear. Yeah, after after my screening, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna. We don't have to talk about this for more than one second. I just want to you know address it for the people that do follow us. Um, you know, put out there that maybe this wasn't the best time to put out this movie. You know, for me, like sitting there in the theater. No, you said wow. the government yes, should no censor it. No, no, yeah. The government said should take it out of thing. theaters yeah. and that yeah. Todd Phillips should go to jail. Yeah. I mm-hmm. read the tweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but, but, let's just say, let's just say this, you know, it, I suggested that this was, wasn't good timing, you know, based on, uh, you know, literally stuff that's Logic. happened like yeah. weeks ago, you know, after the <laughs> this thing has wrapped final production, they've already, you know. They have, they have time to uh, decide things. Um, so for me, you know, I don't want to change the movie. I don't think anything in the movie particularly, particularly sets anybody off in particular, in particular. But for me, it felt a little bit like if they released like Air Force One, like in October of 2001. <laughs> you know, it's just like a little tone deaf, like the kind of like what we're dealing with right now. Um, and that's fine. You know, people deal with these situations in different ways, you know, for me personally, uh, I don't deal with these situations by going in a theater and watching the worst of that happen in my face. And that doesn't help me kind of deal with the, the, you know, the situation. And so, you know, people deal with it in different ways. And so, um, you know, that being said, uh, this movie kind of should stand on its own, I believe, as its own thing. Um, you know, I, I totally feel like Todd Phillips made this movie to provoke people, solely to provoke people, you know, um, to provoke himself, to provoke the actor he was working with. And it's just an, it's an entire, it's, it's a movie to titillate people and, and get people talking. And, and, you know, mission accomplished when it comes to that. You know, my only regret with this movie is you know, there are a lot of things I liked about it and there are things I didn't like about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, I just felt like, you know, this could have been done so much better than it was done. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, even though it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty solid for what it is. And, you know, I'll admit that and I'll probably, you know, give it a positive review at the end of the day. I just couldn't help but think like what this could have been with like a really talented director who's done this type of material before, who's done these, these character pieces before who, um, who knows subtlety because there's nothing subtle about any of this movie at all. It's like the post version of Joker's origin, right? It's like exact, you know, you could have a 10 year old basically write what you think is going to happen in this movie. And like five out of the eight things that he puts down are probably going to happen in the movie. Right. So it's not, it's not subtle in that way, but, um, you know, I feel, I just feel like this is like 80% of the way there. And, you know, with a better director at the helm, I feel like this could have been like one of my favorite movies of all time, you know, like it is that had all those things going for it. So 
that being said, I'm excited to hear y'all's thoughts on this. And, and, uh, you know, it was quite a weekend for this movie box office wise. It made $90 yeah, million. Dollars. 94 million. 94 wow. million. Um, it made another hundred million overseas. So it's rounding to 200 by, by this next weekend. And, and it'll be very successful for them, uh, financially, I'm sure. But, but yeah, this is a polarizing movie and, you know, for a lot of reasons, not only because of the timing of the movie or whatever, but, you know, people are talking about just what this movie is, you know, from frame one to the end, you know, it's, it's polarizing people. So excited to talk about it with, with three people that I would, you know, would not want to talk about it with anyone else. You know, it's just, it's just you guys, you know, let's, let's break Thanks, this thing man. down together. Let's, let's work through it. Let's, let's get through this. We can do it. Is this so, therapy? Is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, we're in the, we're in the trust tree. Mm. We are. <laughs> um, R- Richard knows Olive Garden. So, yeah. Oh, um, man. Uh, do I? So, intimately. Who wants to take the soapbox next? I can uh, go because yeah. I'll have the least to say, I think. So, okay. I'll just get me out of the way because I want to hear what Brian and Shane have to say. I, uh, you know, it reminded me like some of the stuff about this this week. The peop, you know, the pushback on if you said anything remotely critical. Remind, it, I told you guys it kind of reminds me of like that. What a lot of dumb people say <laughs> say about freedom of speech. Like someone says something offensive and they lose their job and they go, "You can't do that. It's uh, it's freedom of speech. You can't." And it's like, no, freedom of speech protects you from going to jail. It doesn't <laughs> protect you from losing your job or someone else thinking you're. a dimwit you know what i mean it's it's like <laughs> right. not understanding that mm-hmm. logic of it it's like i felt like there was a lot of that when you would critique this movie it's like i'm not saying i'm not saying it shouldn't have been released i'm not saying it should have been censored i'm just saying if i were the filmmaker or studio i might have thought secondly before doing it now once yeah. it's out it can be out no one is trying to take it out of theaters no one cares right but it's just like in the, in the matter of taste not legality nor art censorship, and I use art very loosely. Um, do the, the, the does that matter? So that was one pet peeve I had all week. Second thing is it's just like this. I think I, t- I texted this to you guys, and uh, it's like I think long, it's one of those short game, long game things. Though he was richly deserving, it's like it's almost a bummer that Heath Ledger won the Oscar for Joker because now. So many people think this is the highest form of art that there is. Mm. So I've got so many comments about like the Joker character. The and Joker. Like, yeah. It's like, okay, if you think Don't talk that, till you say that about the Joker. <laughs> Joker. I got so much of that, dude. I know, like same. I was and talking like, about Jesus Christ or something. Yeah, like, dude, exactly. it's a it's freaking like, Joker. Other, like a psychopathic people, freaking comic book character. It's a Who toy. cares? It's other yeah. people's Joker is Kent's Galileo. It is. <laughs> yeah. He's not Galileo. Don't you yeah, dare yeah. Galileo. This is the highest piece of art that or walking Phoenix performance that you're ever going to take in, please like go to a museum. There's other things out there that are smarter than this. Yeah, exactly. That are, this is pulp entertainment at the end of the day. It's got a wonderful performance by one of the great American actors, but it is still a silly movie about a guy that puts on makeup and Mm -hmm. is evil. Now in this particular case, they show the evil as opposed to alluding to it. And that's a different choice. And this is art. In some level, in the same way that dude wears my car on some level is art (laughs) and that someone at some point created it. But in terms of putting it up there with the pantheon of the canon of Western literature and art is ridiculous. I, you've got to do better. Uh, We, if, if this is 
what is provoking uh, commentary like this on both sides, and we have re- we're in a bad shape as like a society in terms of aesthetics. Mm. Now, okay, that all being said, I felt the same way I felt. And this is a far better movie than what I'm going to compare it to. It's actually quite a good movie in a lot of ways. There's just some kind of ham, ham-handed stuff that drove me nuts. Um, it's like this is a lot how I f- felt about Ghostbusters now that I've seen the new Ghostbusters in that it's actually not a bad idea. Now, we can talk about if you want your Joker to have no backstory or not, but let's get past that. If you're going to do a Joker backstory, this sort of way of doing it is – not a bad idea. It's certainly not a bad idea financially. That's been proven. Um, but even artistically, again, very loosely quoted, in terms of like kind of a movie, it's not a horrible idea. But it's just it's a, it, as Kent said, it's such a shame that like Todd Phillips is the one to do it. Not that he's the worst, but this is a delicate thing that requires a lot of nuance to pull off fully. And you know, he chose to show you that the Joker is being kicked while he's down. <laughs> By having him get be it? kicked while he's down. Do you get it? Are you that smart? Do you, oh, Ken, do you understand art or not? It's like, yeah. that's the that's what fifth graders write. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, no matter how great Phoenix is in this and how dark it is and how many allusions to Scorsese it is, still feels like a student film of some kid that got stoned and watched Taxi Driver for the first time in, in a lot of it. And the symbolism's really shallow. And it's, and, and, and look, Everyone's going to come back at me and say, well, you don't grade uh, Fast and Furious on that. You don't talk about how shallow their symbolism is. And I would say you are absolutely correct. But uh, this movie is asking me to think about it like it's Mm -hmm. a piece of literature. So I'm going to do so. Uh, You know, uh, Zombieland 2 is not going to ask me to do that. And so if you are going to come to the table on those terms and you want me to think about the uh, the allusions to Taxi Driver and thus, as I told you guys as a joke, the allusions to Dostoevsky's Notes from Underground, <laughs> then I'm going to go there because I can go there. But right. you better have a second sentence <laughs> other than <laughs> this is kind of like Mean Streets, right? Tight. Right. Sick. <laughs> so if you're going to try to, there better be some weight to it and you better be Paul Thomas Anderson or someone of that caliber to do that. And Todd Phillips has made some fine films, but he's not, I don't think, especially as a screenwriter, the level of thinker that is required to do what this movie asks it to do. So all that being said, I'll shut up. And though some of it is thrilling and cool and exciting, it's a miss for me because of of that central conceit. Brian, I'll, I'll throw to you. No, I think you both of you are, are spot on with, with, I think your analysis here. And, and that's, that's a big part of my beef with it. It it's if this movie was done by somebody who's just I don't I, I don't want to harp on it. Todd Phillips, you said it, Richard. Todd Phillips has done some some fine stuff as a director. Uh I don't think that I don't know, I don't think that he's the new Scorsese and he clearly thinks that he's the new Scorsese and and uh Warner Brothers wants him to be the new Scorsese and boy, is is that a miss? That's just a massive a massive miscast. Uh, if you're if you're out there trying to to do that, it's it's a. I think Richard, what you said is is exactly right. Uh, I'm I'm fine to suspend reality as long as the movie allows me to do so, and that's something I've said I don't know hundreds of times on this on this show. If you, you're gonna just don't don't put me in a place where 
Um, if you want to do stupid stuff, don't put me in a place where my brain has to say, wait a second, that's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, just let it go. Let it, let me, let me enjoy the ride if we're going to do that. But the minute you start, um, it's very clear that this movie thinks that it is a freaking masterpiece and that Todd Phillips thinks that he, uh, is the greatest craftsman (laughs) to ever step behind a camera and it's very cocky and they have been very cocky. And I think David Dobkin who did wedding crashers is the new Robert Altman. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. It's, it's that kind of thing. And look, to to be fair, I want to decide if he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want, especially we have new listeners that are listening to this. I want you to hear me say, I don't, it, I do not believe that your past filmography, especially the genre of your past filmography dictates whether or not you can be a good director or that you can, you can switch genres or, or that you have range or anything. It's not that I'm saying well, like, well, look at Adam McKay, that dude literally, yeah, did to- exactly well, that. totally, totally. It's, it's not, do not hear me saying, well, because you directed Starsky and Hutch, you can't direct, um, <laughs> well, a really smart. I might say that <laughs> just that movie in particular, not the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, um, you directed this movie, as if it was Starsky and Hutch, I guess. I, no, it's 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 just maybe maybe Todd Phillips isn't a directorial genius the way that he uh, seems to to think that he is, and and that's that certainly has some to do with it. Um, gosh, I I have I saw this movie earlier today. It was one of the honest to goodness. It's probably one of the five or ten least enjoyable film experiences I've, I've ever had. I that's just, not hundred percent on them though. No, 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 no. And, and, and that's, I've, I, I really had, have struggled today with trying to figure out like what to, what, where, what do I talk about? What do I not talk about? Do we, do I want to get into the, the messaging and, and what does that and all that's, or, or just look at it as a film. And here's what kind of where I came at. I, I went into the day before I saw this movie, I went into the day thinking, um, we're going to cover the messaging side of it because of the, the tweet stuff that happened over, over the weekend. And then I will just say, okay, and I'm just going to talk about it as a film from that point on. I, but then you saw the movie. Don't know how to do that. Yeah. Guys. Like, I really, yeah, that's like, it's like, <laughs> and I'm, not, and I got a lot of tweets from people who hadn't seen the movie that were yeah. telling me that it's like, dude, okay. you need to see yeah. this and kind of experience yeah. what this is about and what it's saying at this time and how it goes about itself, you know, and that's right. what I was commenting on it. And in, wow. Yeah. Co- continue, Brian. I'm sorry. No, I, I'll finish and we, and cause I want to get Shane's thoughts. I, it is very difficult. I don't want, I don't want to censor art either. I'm not, that's not what, what, uh, I'm about as a human being. Um, and I don't know, I don't know if art has any responsibility to be, uh, you know, to, to morality or not. I don't know. And that's, that's honestly, it's above my, it's above my head. That's stuff that I just don't, I don't tend to, uh, have a lot of brain space for. It is very difficult to watch this movie and not take in some pretty disturbing, uh, messaging. And, and I don't think I'm somebody who goes in to a movie looking for that kind of thing. And I'm certainly not saying like if somebody goes and, and shoots up wall street tomorrow that we, we should put that at the feet of, of Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix and WB and all that sort of stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I do think having seen the movie now, (laughs) it is a, it is very, very difficult to justify 
any other take than some pretty some pretty serious and and concerning messaging and stuff because I think you guys hit on it because it's not subtle at all and it doesn't have nearly the depth that it thinks that it does. And so what I'm trying to say is I think that I was very much against this movie from the beginning. I did not want to see, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want it to be made. I don't want a Joker origin story at all in any way, shape or form. I was concerned about some of the stuff that has come forward, but you try to go into every movie with as much of an open mind as, as humanly possible. Having seen this movie now, I think that there is a movie, there is a, um, a version of this movie that could be done that could have something to, that could, that has something to say that's deep, that has, um, some subtlety to it, that has an ability to actually have a conversation about what's going on in our society right now through this, the lens of this character. I don't think it's this movie. And because of that, because it lacks all those things, the nuance and whatnot that you, you want to expect that you, not that you want to expect that you need for, if you're going to get into this kind of territory. Yeah. It's a tight um, rope without that. Yeah, it's exactly, it, 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 it becomes, a, you get to a place where it's like, all I can think about is, uh, this, the central conceit of this movie seems to be, might not be a terrible idea if we killed all the rich people, you know, and it just, and also, um, people, Tang 2020. A, yeah. And there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a, some, some, to me, there's some concerning messaging regarding, um, people who are mentally ill and, and what that look. it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great. And if you're going to do it, you have to do it really well. And I don't think it does it. It does it really well. It has a really great performance. I'm sorry, I'm going long here and I'll turn it over to you. It has a really great performance. It's got incredible cinematography and, and a very strong score. Um, and, yeah. and then there's just a lot of stuff that you're like, I just don't, I think you said it kind of everything Richard. done after the script is fine. Yeah. It's just no, the, I, the story is, the I totally, issue. I totally agree yeah. beyond its existence, which I don't want, but you said it perfectly, Richard. It's, uh, you know, I'm not trying to censor anything. If I was the director, if I was yeah. the studio, if I, I don't know that I would look at what's happening in 2019, uh, in, in America and beyond and say, yeah, we definitely need to make this movie. And my last thing, and I'm sorry, I, gosh, I've gone so long. I, I, I apologize. I, I to think to the line, okay. <laughs> it is, I think it is, I don't know. This may derail. I don't, I think it is a, a great act of cowardice to make this movie and then hide it under the tent of a Joker movie. That's what DC I was just going to say, Brian. Is I, that and I, and I, this I, feels like they need, they wanted to make a movie about yeah. literally people like right now, like what's going on right now. Yeah. And they're like, we've got the Joker property, you know, we can, How can do we this, slide this through and yeah. we can make, make a ton of money. Hey, mm -hmm. get Bruce. Yeah. Hey, just, yeah. Get Thomas Wayne in there, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, it literally feels like a, a walking Phoenix character, character study. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, at the, right. like it literally feels like the master yes. with Joker makeup, you know? Yes. And, no, I totally, I totally agree. And, and if you're going to do that, if, if you're Todd Phillips and you think you're the next Martin, Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, who had his own things this weekend, good gracious. But, um, <laughs> you, Martin Scorsese does not make this movie and then hide it behind. Right. He a also did movie. it forty he years was, ago. So yeah, why is this totally. interesting artistically? No, totally. You but you you do it. You do it. Have if you're going to do it. If you think you're Scorsese, then have the balls to do it. Don't just do it and then drop it into 
uh, into the Batman universe with like three very tenuous strings that attach it to the Batman universe. Um, I think that was a, I think that's a very cowardly thing to do. Um, if, to, if you're going to make this big deal about what a, what a huge statement you're making and, yeah. and this is prestige art, then have the balls to do it. Don't, don't hide behind, don't hide behind the, the, the mask. Uh, yeah. You know what? And, I, and I thought it would have been really cool, honestly, for Todd Phillips to do. We'll bring you in here, Shane, on this is like, do this exact movie, but call it like the clown and just, right. and like, maybe don't even do, you know, a lot of the Thomas Wayne stuff. And then like, maybe at the end you have some kind of like, you know, they're walking out of the thing and you have the moment take place. And it's like, Oh wait, was that a Joker movie? And it's like this big thing at the end where, you know, I do feel like it's this, it's just a marketing like thing. You know, I, I, I agree mm. with you. Like if Todd Phillips really had something to say about these people or, you know, this kind of story, then I think he should have made a, a taxi driver kind of movie and, uh, you know, a totally independent story. But I guess he was, if he was this drawn to the Joker character that he just couldn't live with himself unless he told this story, I don't see why, because it's not a, it's not a story that's like that interesting, you know, exactly. at, at that's all. I mean. It's so paint by numbers. It's so like a guy gets, gets made fun of and then, Gets angry. Like, that's get, the movie. Dude, but they were kicking him when he was down. Did you yeah. catch? I don't think you caught that allegory. That's where I was like, whoa. Well, they literally hit him over the head the, with a sign that says, everything yeah. must go. Like, at the <laughs> they beginning. Hit I'm like, me okay. over the head for two hours. But I want to hear Shane O'Mac yeah. with, uh, with his biggest Batman fan in the world. Hopefully, maybe pushes back. What's funny is we're critiquing this so much, and then we're probably both going to give it, some of us are going to give it decent grades because it's a pretty well-made movie. I mean, there's worse, there won't be a bottom 10 movie of the year, but Shane, let's hear it. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, where do I want to start? Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that my biggest issue with the overall messaging of this film is not necessarily, not in a major way that the, the messaging is problematic. My My biggest issue is that what was this movie trying to say? I think it was trying to say a number of things and it didn't really accomplish any of that. It was kind of a buckshot approach to trying to say things and it didn't really accomplish anything, but to back it up a little bit on a general level, I, I agree with Richard hundred percent. I think the cinematography in this movie was really well done. I think the score is absolutely excellent. It's very cello heavy. Yeah, um, it's really, really good. Score. I've actually been listening to the score a lot in the last couple of days. It's quite, it's quite good. Um, but as as a Batman fan, right, and like the reason why I'm on the show is, I can tell you that I feel like the biggest problem with this movie is that it fundamentally misunderstands who Joker is as a character and what makes the Joker work, right? Whether it's in comics or whether it's in movies, this movie completely misunderstood that, um, and that was why I ultimately left this movie feeling completely unsatisfied. Or uh, overall, I left this movie mm. feeling very unsatisfied, and I was very disappointed by it. Um, so, do we want to get into that a little bit? Or? Yeah, I think I think interestingly, yes. the the cool. I mean, who am I to say? But because I'm I'm certainly not a a comics expert, but it, mind you know I only ingest these things through the through the films that are are uh, are made about these these properties, but the cool thing about Joker always has been, I was a Shakespeare nerd or continue to be a Shakespeare nerd is the fact that he's kind of Iago, in, from Othello, and that he's right. he's he's evil without motive, and this is what makes him dangerous is that, 
you know, I think Dark Knight captured that really well. Not only Ledger's performance, but but the way their approach, the way that character is built in the script of all the things Batman has thus learned to do to fight evil doesn't work against this guy because he's he's unpredictable because of his lack of motive. This isn't a big pop cult popcorn uh, movie, even though the the box office gross suggests that it is, which is great, good for them. It, they'll use that money to make more terrible Harry Potter uh, spinoffs, and that's awesome. But uh, the the uh, the the but that genesis is now he's super. I mean, Joker now has tons of motive. He wants to kill. You know, he wants to fight back against all the bullies of his whole life, which is not certainly not a horrible message, but that's not the Joker to me. That's someone else that doesn't, you know, right. That's a different, totally a different villain. So the thing that the Joker has always kind of been in in the comics and, and the thing that the dark Knight got so right about the Joker, right. Is let's, let's just take the dark Knight for example, because most people have seen it. It's a pretty, pretty easy to understand reference, right? The Joker tells multiple characters throughout that film that he's like a dog chasing cars. He wouldn't know what to do if he got it. He's not a guy with a plan. He's just doing things, right? Because he's, yeah. he's an, an agent, agent of, of chaos. chaos. Yep. There you but go. here's the thing. When you watch that film, mm-hmm. every single thing the Joker does in that movie is planned with yes, military of precision. Yeah. Right? It's, I mean, like, where does he get all this equipment? How does he set it all up? Like, it is military precision that he executes this stuff with. So when and that he little, says, And that little twist of him as the as the gunman at the at the where he when he shoots the mayor right he's very militaristic in that which i think was purposeful right. he obviously so has some training my point is when he says i'm not a guy with a plan i just do things he's lying and yeah, that's okay. the point right he's in on the joke if you will that it, he's that he's he's lying to you and that's what kind of makes it scary and what makes it terrifying is that he he, he pretends like he doesn't know what he's doing but he definitely does He's in control of his, uh, at least his actions from for at, at all given times, right? The other thing that Heath Ledger definitely captured that I don't think Joaquin Phoenix did was that there's you can see it in the eyes. There is this you know bulldog that's just begging to be unleashed at a moment's notice, and with Joaquin Phoenix, it wasn't there. It was like he was just sad and angry the whole time. Mm-hmm. But when He's you the watch, character from her. <laughs> right, exactly. And so when you watch uh, Heath Ledger's performance, and even Jack Nicholson, right? And to a lesser extent, a much, 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 much lesser extent, mm, even Jared Leto. Oh, How dare there you? Is a, there is a evil demon that's waiting to be released at a moment's notice, right? And that just wasn't there in Joaquin Phoenix's performance. I'm not saying it was a bad performance, but it just wasn't, it didn't really ever feel like the Joker yeah. to me. And that that's no, it's not in the script or wasn't directed to more than right, exactly. Because Joaquin could obviously do that, right? He's a great actor, but like, yeah. it just didn't feel like this character, right? Arthur Fleck, the Joker, whatever. It just didn't feel like he was in complete control of what he was doing the whole time, and as a result, it made it less scary and less like the Joker, and just more sad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so to your point, uh, Brian, this movie would have been much better if it was just called A Clown, right? Or The yeah. Clown. Because mm-hmm. it would have been sad and tragic, but it wouldn't have tied it into, you know, Batman. Now, I get why they did it, right? You can't make a movie called The Clown and expect a $60 million budget. Those movies don't get made anymore unless they're over at Netflix, I suppose. Because mm-hmm. IP is what it is, and you need to have, you know, intellectual property to get butts and seats. That's the world we live in in 2019. So I get it. But 
I was initially opposed to a Joker origin story, and I but after seeing this, I still am. But I do think that there could be a cool Joker origin story. It just wasn't this one. Yeah, no, that's all. That's all good, man. It's it's good to hear your thoughts about what Joker is as a character because, you know, I felt like this movie, uh, from what I know about Joker, was that he did everything for no reason. That it was an agent of chaos, and and for this, everything seemed very calculated. Like it was in direct response to somebody. Like the people he killed were because people that were wronged him. You know, or, um, you know. If they continue this Joaquin character, I guess we got to get into spoilers now. We're th- over 30 minutes in, and I, I got to go. We got to talk about more of the Batman stuff without uh, spoiling it. So if you haven't seen well, Joker. Let me, let okay. me just jump in real quick. Okay. I apologize if I didn't make my, but I, that's my thing is I don't feel like Joaquin Phoenix's character had a plan throughout the movie, right? Right. At all. It feels like everything he did was reactionary in the moment. So that's what I'm saying. It. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yes, it was, yeah. it was okay. all just, it, it, it was in response to something in the moment. You're right. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, there was no calculation really, really at all. And that's, that, that's not what I, th- I figured Joker would be. Um, and so that threw me off. And then, you know, people are saying that, uh, this, this movie doesn't, doesn't, uh, celebrate Joker's actions in any way. Um, I mean, this movie has no antagonist in it. I mean, you know, like everybody's bad in this movie. Um, everybody, you know, it's just varying degrees of bad, you know, it's like, who's worse than the other guy. Uh, there's no real, there's nobody really trying to kill or stop Joker in the movie, you know, um, at at large, there's no real face of good in the movie. You know, that's, that's kind of a concern. Um, and and, and in the comics, right. And in most every Batman story, the debate of what comes first, the chicken and the egg, Batman always comes first, always, 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 because the Joker usually his main purpose in life, his reason d'etre, if you will, Richard, I know you understand that, is that he's he's yeah. there to what up, antagonize. Bryant? <laughs> he's there to antagonize Batman, right? There have been many storylines in the comics where the Joker realizes he is quite literally in love with Batman because it gives his life purpose and meaning. Uh, there have been uh, yeah, many comics that kind of explore that theory. So when you have the Joker and you have him before Batman, it just kind of makes him feel untethered like a sail in the wind where he's just doing things for no particular reason. And I kind of felt that many, many times during this movie. So sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to jump in there, Kevin. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the juxtaposition to Joker was always uh, Batman or Bruce Wayne, you know, but in this movie, the Waynes are seen as the enemy of the movie. So it's not it's there's nobody to really root for in the movie except for Joaquin Phoenix, who you feel horrible for, you know, people were yelling at me for sympathizing with the character. Like, dude, the dude was beaten for 90 minutes, mocked, uh, you know, gets his medicine taken away, gets loses his job, loses all his friends, you know, his family falls apart. I mean, this, it's literally just 90 minutes of a guy's life falling apart until he snaps, you know? And, and it's hard not to sympathize with somebody, you know, and you want something good to happen to somebody that that happens to. And, you know, like at the end of the day, he does feel like he belongs, you know, he has this triumphant realization, you know, to himself and he has self-satisfaction, but you know, it's like the audience 
it's it's not like earned. Like the audience doesn't feel that with the character. You know, it's like a very I don't know. I was very conflicted about how I was, who I was rooting for in the movie, and how I, how I was kind of navigating the characters because everybody was evil. It's a world of, it's a city, Gotham City, where everybody's evil. Basically, Batman's gonna rise to power and be the only good person. I guess is what it really felt like. Um, right. And so there, you know, Shane, I ask you, if everybody's evil, what makes Joker so special? You know. And, right. and, and here's another thing that this made me laugh out loud in the theater is <laughs> this is, this is like very Todd Phillipsy, uh, but the fact that like after, okay, so Joker snaps, right? Okay. He gets this gun from his friend. He goes on the subway, the, the Wayne employees, right? Uh, that was another thing. Like he kills them. I'm not going to go to there. Um, the Wayne employees, he kills them. And then that starts this uprising, right? Um, but it's not not because Joaquin Phoenix is dressed as a freaking clown on the subway and murders these guys. It's because Thomas Wayne, uh, before that incident, had called people clowns in a press conference or something. Didn't they say that in the movie? Right. Like that was a reference to like the clowns of Gotham that Thomas Wayne had said. Like, was it not enough for people to see this guy dressed as a clown to, to for people to then? take up the the image of clowns does that make sense like right i just felt like that was enough to start the revolution you don't have to have like oh well you know maybe that's not enough maybe thomas wayne had to have called everybody clowns you know and then got offended you know that was just like a oh i laughed out loud when they said that in the theater i was just that was so cheesy to me and so it, it felt so like cutting room floor, like that should have never <laughs> just one line of the script. It should have never been in there. You know, it's yeah. like, it just ruins it. Uh, yeah. you know, La- last moment. I checked movements don't like work that quickly. It's not right. like someone gets murdered <laughs> and then overnight there's a movement, right? The Occupy wall street movement took months to get off the ground. It's the, right. Things don't work that quickly in real it, life. It, it was, yeah, it, it felt very rushed and like everybody just kind of came into the streets at once, you know, after this guy was on the tonight show or whatever. But, um, let's talk about that and what, what, you know, I, I know you guys have takes on, on how that was handled and all that material. Um, yeah. Same as the other stuff, just super ham fisted to me. Like you, yeah. the, the fact that it just, to me, this is like simultaneously trying to make, you know, this, super cinematic uh think piece on modern society um and the the huge huge wealth gap that is currently being created in in modern america with this enormous property of joker and you know parenthetically batman while simultaneously assuming your audience is stupid and having to spell everything out for them. <laughs> right, right. So, like, you know what I mean? It's so, and I don't know if that's a studio issue or a director issue. I just mean the finished product is like such a high achieving version of really dumb, uh, you know, it's, just, I felt so talked down to, but also it's so simultaneously pretentious and, uh, and making sure in kindergarten level that it drove me insane that, on that front. That was just like that simple. Those decisions just kind of ruined the movie for me, which right. on some levels I, I think really solely because of Phoenix and the fact that the Joker's cool. I'll right. admit that. Um, 
and you know, and clowns, scary, creepy clowns are cool. Uh, could have worked, but that that thing just really ruined it for me. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you don't need to have a two minute news segment explaining that the garbage men are on strike. We're not dumb. We can see that garbage is piled up in literally every single outdoor shot, and we can kind of piece it together. Yeah. Well, the super rats. We needed that. I'm told, by the way, I, I missed them, but apparently multiple points throughout the movie, you do see giant rats in the backgrounds of shots. I have seen the movie twice. I missed them, but apparently they are there. So I was willing to oh. knock the movie down a little bit, but I was told that they are there. So, Oh, my gosh. For the record. Wow. Uh, that's funny. I, I didn't, I didn't see them, but, uh, can I, can... I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So uh, look, if Robert De Niro wants to be in your movie, you let him be in your movie. He is one of the greatest actors of his generation and he is a living legend. Why yeah. did Robert De Niro want to be in this movie? Just there, the role that he played in this movie required like no acting chops. Mark Marin could have done just as well as Robert De Niro did. Like what could have potentially attracted Robert De Niro to this movie? Cause there felt like there was back in Yeah. Other than, yeah, other than, you know, he needs a kitchen remodel, but did, I, mean, did you guys felt like I he guarantee was totally you the pitch was the pitch. Todd Phillips's pitch was like, Hey, it could be a cool homage to your old role in the King of comedy. And it's like yeah. this new, it's good. This movie's going to make a hundred million dollars. Don't you want to not be, you know, being just you know Scorsese movies, don't you want to be doing comic book movies and like big movies? Well, you know, like- yeah. And I mean, look, let's not pretend like Bob De Niro has been a discerning picker. Like he's, yeah, like no, he's made no, great choices lately. lately. Right, yeah. but but even the idea that okay, it's an homage to King of Comedy. His role had nothing to do with an homage. He was nothing like the Jerry Langford character from King of Comedy. Yeah. He was just a nondescript talk show host. So that's my point is I get it. Like, okay, you're a talk show host like King of Comedy, but he was nothing like his character yeah. or Jerry uh, Lewis's character in King of Comedy. So I don't buy that either, that there was like a connection because there just there wasn't other than Todd Phillips was just trying to desperately lift stuff from a better movie. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about this, Shane. And this was mm-hmm. I knew I thought of you immediately when this came up in the movie, movie because I knew this would upset you. Yeah. So apparently – Joker is Bruce Wayne's brother. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, I think what? I literally. I think I, I think hurt my face. I think yeah, I hurt my face. Lot. I rolled my eyes so hard um, <laughs> at that point. Now the other thing that is interesting. I mean, I will say that was a little interesting, not much, but they dispel with that notion later in the film. Right? We are in spoiler territory here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They do yeah. say the mom's crazy and all that. However, right. the thing that I noticed the second time through that I did think was kind of a nice little Easter egg touch there was that towards the end of the film, where the Joker is putting on white makeup in his apartment, he picks up a picture of his mother. And it's clearly a much, much younger picture where she's like a, you know, a beautiful young woman. And there's an autograph on the back that says, you have such a pretty smile. And then the initials TW, which I thought was kind of interesting in the sense that it does maybe open up the question of maybe Thomas Wayne was super rich and was able to force like falsify all these documents you know, and make her seem like she was crazy. Now, I hate the idea that Arthur Fleck is, is Batman's brother, but I'm just saying, at least from a filmmaking perspective, that was an interesting thing to throw in yeah. there because it did kind of, it left me thinking, oh, like, 
you know, rich people get away with crazy stuff all the time. Maybe Thomas Wayne was lying, right? That was interesting to me. But yeah, I, the idea that he's Bruce Wayne's brother is absolute nonsense. <laughs> yeah. That um, was from a movie standpoint. And then, the, you know, the narrative of the movie, that to me was the, that was probably my biggest issue. My biggest complaint is turning. And Shane, you, you'll know better than me because you've read every Batman comic and stuff. But Thomas Wayne as a stand-in for sort of a Trumpian figure in this whole movie, I felt like was a, was a total bastardization of that character and really screws up. It's a, it's, it's another one of the, yeah, I mean, it's like a, yeah, sure. It's another, it's another example to me of, of, of DC Warner brothers, not understanding the characters and the, and the world in which they're living in. Because the thing is, and maybe this, I don't know, maybe Maybe this is too much, but Batman doesn't work if his dad is a douchebag. Right, Like, you have to have – his dad has to be um, good and altruistic and a humanitarian and all of these things. Uh, Yeah, he has to be – not that he has to be a perfect person, but he has to be a very good man in order for the whole Batman persona to work post – his death. Like if you're going to, for, for, for Batman to be, uh, the dark Knight and to, you know, and and to, to be the Cape crusader, he has to have a past that has both, both good and bad. in. he has to have this great father and mother and, and Martha and a great home experience and all this stuff. And then he has to have that taken away from him in order to get the conflict between the two sides of that character. That's the only way that Batman works psychologically (laughs) without him becoming the Batman in Batman v Superman. That's branding people and stuff. And we literally have proof. I think it's safe to say that Eric (laughs) Trump is no Batman. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's a, it, it, that may, I mean, genuinely, I don't care nearly as much about these characters as somebody like you, Shane, just in terms of the character, not just what's Mm -hmm. on the screen, but like the, the legacy of, of Thomas Wayne or whatever. But that made me genuinely angry of this this complete misunderstanding of what that character is and then by proxy what the Batman character is after of we've course. done that multiple times. I mean, it's it's Zack Snyder not understanding Superman and what makes Superman good and right. completely completely bump you know, fumbling that with with Man of Steel and then and then into Batman v Superman and and this this exact same thing. Like Thomas Wayne is a terrible, terrible person in this movie. And that right. that neuters Batman moving forward. If he, I don't even, I don't understand how all this is going to tie into the, if, if it ties in at all to the Matt Reeves Batman. I, or if from what I is, understand, it will not at all. Okay. So at least I guess there's that, but it all, it doesn't change the fact that, um, I just think, gosh, you screwed that up bad. It just shows that you right. didn't have, you didn't know what you were doing. When well, you, that's when you like, like this. I said, I, I absolutely agree with you, Brian. And again, it works for this story. But mm. my point is, it's still a fundamental misunderstanding of who the Joker yeah. is and who Batman is yes, as a character. Yes, to- I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah, that it's yeah, making Thomas Wayne a jerk is is not is the antithesis of how you get to being Batman. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, we haven't even talked about. Um, I, I I I think this is my main. The thing I just 
couldn't get on board with, and I realized some people could, and that's fine, but I just couldn't, was the, like, <laughs> Tourette's laugh uh, thing. Oh, I couldn't tough. do it. Yeah, for the like, record, I hated that. Hated it, hated yeah. it, hated it. Ugh. Oh, it drove me nuts. Yeah, it gets worse every time you watch it. So, As a device to put you on edge... This is kind of devil's advocate. If, if the goal is to yeah, with, make you uncomfortable and start you from from the get go, just knowing like, gosh, this is not going to be a fun ride, um, it it does that very effectively because it really, I'm not kidding, whatever snowflake and all this, that that put that that made me tense. It put me on edge right off the bat, and so in, in some ways I say, well, Can't that's very hard. effective. In other ways I say, gosh, what a stupid. What a, what a beating this they, was. They did to, it like six times. Like yeah. by the, by the, you know, I don't know, 90 minutes in and he's like coughing blood because of it. It's like, okay, we get it. He, yeah. you know, he's got this thing, you know, it just goes so far. And the, the one scene that I couldn't, couldn't do where it just went way too far for me was where he's in the comedy club and he's laughing at all the Golly, non punchline jokes. I'm like, geez, right. just stop yeah. this. Like we get it. Uh, I mean, shouts to my dude, Gary Goldman though, getting work. That's good. That's good. He's, yeah. he's the comedian in that scene. I love, that's my favorite part of the movie that, that Gary Goldman's getting work, but that was tough. Not, not, a, not an easy to watch scene for sure. No, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, there's stuff to like about this in terms of, uh, you know, it is a lower budget movie. It's somebody trying to do something different, uh, right. mm. and and that's fine. It's not a part of the DCEU, which is always good. You know, if we can break out of that and yeah, it's do different cool stuff. Not everything. Not everything's going to be... gonna work. You know, some of these might work. Some of them right. won't. Not everything has to be a larger. I did like that about this. Where it's sort of. Well, it is sort of prequely in the way that it ends. It's not there's no aspirational of a cinematic universe. I like that. It's the kind of standaloneness of it. I thought that was a good And point. I've I've actually been on record on this show saying I think that more movies like this in the direction that Warner Brothers should do, right? Is give interesting filmmakers whether Todd Phillips is an interesting filmmaker or not, that's up for debate. But give interesting filmmakers a small budget and let them kind of do what they want. But I would like to say what I meant by that to further clarify is Exactly. The, the movies that they make can be completely untethered and don't have to add up to a cinematic universe. But what I didn't mean is completely change and misunderstand the characters to just make it, yeah. uh, you know, kind of a weirdo movie. That's not what mm-hmm. I meant. I just meant you don't, <laughs> not everything has to tie back to the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's valuable. I think there's something to that. Um, you will get to a place where it, it starts to get confusing to the viewer and trying to figure out like, okay, especially, and this is just, um, it's, it's a very DC sort of thing to do when it's like, I think we have like 17 different Joker projects running right now. And I, you know, I, how are, how are people supposed to navigate which one is in the, the, you know, the, the grand scheme of things, which one is involved and which one is guarantee you there's a call to Matt Reeves today. I was like, oh, hey, sure. man, uh, well, I mean, you done with that Batman it, movie? Can because we get a scene with Joaquin in there? The, the cool thing, though, the only good news on that is Joaquin won't do that. 
So, uh, right. so that's, that's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he, everyone, everyone has a prize. I think everyone he's going to do, I guarantee you there's going to be more of these movies. He, he said the only, his contingency on doing a comic book movie that, that it would be a single movie. That was the yeah. only reason. Yeah, that's why he wouldn't thing. do, he wouldn't do Dr. Strange because he wouldn't agree. He was like, I'd love to do Dr. Strange, but I don't want to do Avengers. And like, yeah. Yeah. But no. here's the thing. And I, I was all on but board. But everyone with that. has a prize. Well, but here's the thing. I'm all on board with that until today. I read an interview with Joaquin Phoenix where he said, and I quote, I mean, I'm not quoting exactly, but he said to the <laughs> point, this is his favorite character he's ever played. And he and Todd Phillips are already starting to talk about other things they could do because he's Damn. excited by the character. That doesn't mean they're going to make one, but his whole thing of I'm only going to do one. It sounds like he's already thinking about other places we could go with this. So it sounds like he's already open to the idea of doing more, Yeah, which is, Disappointing because I don't really want another one of this movie. But no. apparently, he's already changed his own mind from out yeah. of his own volition. Well, and it and it goes to the sense of this movie, and not just this movie, but like, but Phillips and the whole the whole bunch trying to do the you know they want to have their cake and eat it too. It, it we're gonna, we're doing this like bold, ambitious, standalone comic book adjacent property and it's just going to break new ground you're never going to believe it and then we're going to walk away and then the movie totally ends on here comes the see here here comes what we're going to do in the sequel like that's that's so <laughs> that's such bull man with bruce wayne like looking yes. on and like the yeah. whole Bru- I, the, the brian, ending, brian i know you, i know you felt the same thing i did because we've talked about this before uh. at length I, again, I think I hurt my eyes. I rolled them so hard where I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again I, yeah, with the gun and the pearls and the silhouette. The and pearls the, oh bouncing off the pavement and the so, whole, yeah. Yeah, I, I am so I say tired. this as the yeah. biggest Batman fan you people Gosh, know. I we, don't want to see that ever again. No, I was, trying again, to, I was talking to my wife about it afterwards, and I was just like, I, I am so tired of us re-murdering Bruce Wayne's parents. It's if Bat. It, I, we've done a great job of avoiding uh, MCU versus DC stuff, but like if Spider-Man: Homecoming would have started out with Uncle Ben dying, right? That movie goes down like two letter grades immediately because you're just like, this is the third time we've killed this old dude in the last like six years, and we're we're kind of we're we're broaching on not broaching we are fully in that territory with this with this storyline too with with Martha and Thomas like stop stop killing them over and over and over again yeah. we all know anyone who is watching a batman movie or a joker movie or pretty honestly like any movie pretty much that gets mainstream release knows what happened to the waynes we right. don't need to see it again and and to tie it in like that to me, again, it's just it's another it's another you know have your cake and eat it too sort of thing where it's like you're not doing nearly the ambitious you know master work of film that you think you're doing if you're then going to do this crap again that we've right. seen a dozen times at this point. Well, Stop and again to it. again to Richard's point, you don't have to hit me over the head with exactly it. show yes. them walking down an alley and then show that guy in the clown mask start to follow them pull out a gun, boom, the end. We get it. Yeah. We've seen it. You don't need to show me any more than that. We know what's happening. Move on to yeah. the next scene. Right? It's just, it's, to Richard's point, it's very much like, you get it, you guys? You guys, you get it? Did everybody understand what just happened? Like, did you, did you see it? That was Bruce Wayne. They, he, we just killed his parents. Like, I know. Right. I'm aware. I, I've seen yeah. it 10 times before. 
Oh, anyway. Um, Wait, they died? I kind of tuned out the end. They died. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. All right. So who raises Bruce? <laughs> yeah. And actually, you know what? <laughs> on that very note. I'm an idiot. I well, and here's the thing. On, on that very note, uh, I'd like to just put out a small gripe. If, if this is truly a one-off and we only see Alfred for five minutes, really? You couldn't get a more famous guy. Like, what was Ray Fiennes doing? You know, what I mean? like, that would have been an even awesome... Joseph Fiennes. It would have been a you know, I would have been fine with Joseph Fiennes. Like, yeah. could have gotten B team Fiennes. The role of Alfred has always been played by these like mega huge, you know, British yeah. actors, right? From Jeremy yeah. Irons. Why did he to... go to the Wayne Manor anyway? That was weird. Like, why are you at the gate and with? Why is Bruce that Wayne gate scene was by so the weird. gate? Like, why is he all the way? <laughs> Yeah, as far away from the manor as humanly yeah. possible. Well, I mean, he was just trying to get in the house. That I'll, that I give it. But like, <sighs> but again, like, if you're only going to have Alfred for two minutes, like, yeah. call Ian McShane or somebody right. who is like yeah. a super famous British actor, because Alfred mm. is traditionally usually played Hugh by Grant, someone of that. Yeah. yeah, right. Hugh Grant would have been kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Michael Go. Oh, Hugh Grant would have been. This would have gone up a letter grade. <laughs> But he like goes old school. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he doesn't do the gentleman Hugh Grant. <laughs> right. He goes full '90s stuttering. <laughs> he has the bowl cut back. Yeah. And he's exactly. just very charming. I'm in uh, on that. Now, tiny little, uh, just quick. Colin nod. Firth. Tiny <laughs> little quick good. nod. I did love that when you see Bruce Wayne and he's on that little gazebo to get down the gazebo, he like jumps down and he slides down a pole. That's like the like little that. tiny. Yeah, that was like little yeah. Easter eggs that I was like, oh, cool, yeah. nice, nice. I didn't know. need. To, I didn't think they needed to go like and have a little graphic across <laughs> yeah. the screen. And it was, boom, boom, pow. I get yeah, it, guys. Kind of like weird. we get it. Yeah, uh, yeah. didn't fit at all. <laughs> um, how did you guys feel about Zazzy Beats? Oh my gosh. Let me. I'll, I'll, since right. I, those yeah. are my favorite love, kind of beats. <laughs> I love. I love Zazie Beats. I love her so much. I think she is a star. I think she's a star. I think she's going to be so great. She has no point in this movie yeah. at all. And I, I texted she's Richard a hallucination, the movie. Brian. Oh my gosh! And if you're goodness, if you're going to do the hallucination bit, then let's go ahead and go all in on it and hold it to the last ten minutes or something. Like to to break it where they broke it. Is is so stupid. Like it just made it feel even less consequential than than it really is. But I was texting Richard during the movie. Um, Thanks, bro. And there was nobody. There was nobody on my row. So you know, chill out. Um, there was a five year old and a baby in my theater. So that was that was pleasant. But there was nobody on my row. So I I was texting Richard about something regarding the Matrix as we like to do. And and I was like, this is pretty early in the movie. And I was I said one of the, if. There is no world in which I am able to believe that Zazie Beats is is cool with this dude, yeah. with this this version. Of, and so that <laughs> that pretty quickly in my head, I'm like, either either I have to believe that Todd Phillips and and the casting and that everybody involved with casting this movie are the dumbest people in yeah. the world, or that they think be, that this, or exactly, or that there's going to be a, there's going to be some kind of twist on this, and so. I mean, I don't know, 30 minutes in, I'm just, her second scene, I'm like, okay, this is going to end up being a hallucination. There's no, there's no, there wasn't any sort of M. Night Shyamalaning of that. Yeah. It was so yeah. obvious from the get-go. Or, like I said, or you have to um, accept that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> that these people me. are stupid. Yeah, the voice exactly. was kind of annoying, too. I, I will say, I... That was one of the few elements of the of the movie that I thought worked fairly well. I liked the fact that you know she was in hallucination. 
Um, and I liked, you know, that they kind of, I, I, I felt like that was Shane's kind of a stupid. He didn't, say <laughs> he didn't, he doesn't want to say it. I'll say it. Shane's I mean, very dumb. I definitely did see it coming, but I will <laughs> no. say this in, in a movie once again, where they generally spell everything out. That was the one part that I kind of felt like, Oh, well that was left a little unclear. Like, are we all on the same page that he definitely killed her before he left the apartment? Probably. I mean, maybe I guess, but that's the thing. You got to give me something like yeah, a little I blood didn't. on the shirt or, you know, yeah. like for example, in no country for old men at the end of that movie, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen no country. <laughs> when he leaves Kelly McDonald's Turn this house, off and go see it. He, why'd you he see the Joker first? Boots, weirdo? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he wipes his boots. Right. So it's kind of like, Oh yeah, right. there was blood on the boots. He wipes them off. So it's just a little, like he definitely did it. So when the Joker leaves her apartment, you're thinking, well, did he kill her or did he not kill her? And in a movie where everything else is spelled out, I found that uh, annoyingly vague. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. I mean, that's that's fine. a good point. That, that's a that's a good point. I, I just that whole it was impossible for me to suspend reality and spend, just suspend a belief on that. Of like, there's no world in which I don't care. I know there is a long history of Hollywood pairing yeah. beautiful women with schlubby dudes. This would yeah. be the most extreme <laughs> but version you of that. See, you wait know? till you I mean, see the Kevin James joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You will not believe who plays his wife. Um, it's Charlize. It's, exactly, well, yeah, yeah. Um, and she has both arms and her hair. So uh, no, it's it's just it was such a to me it was just so obvious of like yeah okay this is this is going to be a hallucination and I just feel like if we're going to do it then let's go all out with it and have that be a reveal down this you know to, at the end of the movie not 20 minutes before we or 30 minutes before we get into the actual climax of the movie it just felt very poorly placed if we're going to if we're going to pull that bit and there and again as we've we've all said a 100 times there's so little subtlety to this movie that there there was no world for me in which I was going to buy or be um tricked by that you know it was very obvious to me from from the get go Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, the only other thing I wanted to comment on was him killing his mom. Um, that actually worked for me because, you know, she medicated him his whole life. And I think that's a real thing that, you know, happens to people, you know, that they, you know, end up in situations where they, where they, they don't know any better when they find out that they could have had it differently. They, they find something that felt a little bit more earned than like all yeah. the other kills in the movie he did, you know, a note uh, though to anybody. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that a note to maybe Todd Phillips. The next time you direct a scene where someone is getting, you know, smothered to death by a pillow, maybe make sure they're not wearing an oxygen mask in their nose. Yeah. <laughs> just a, just a practical. Right. Yeah, note. exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it only thought. takes 20 seconds to suffocate somebody, too, by the way, with a pillow. <laughs> but not with an oxygen mask right. in your nose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, here's an issue that I did have with the film. Um, and, you know, send tweets my way if you feel differently. I really don't care. It's a When he loses his medication and then, like, basically is able to live his life killing people because of that... And it's like seen as this big awakening, you know? Yeah. I thought that was like such a slap in the face to me personally. And I take antidepressants so I can say this. They help me. And I don't see how, you know, them taking away his antidepressants would have like 
helped him. You know, like I don't, I don't understand that. I thought yeah, that was I mean, a horribly tone deaf commentary if, on that. Yeah, look, if, if if to this is not a benefit of the doubt. I think the idea would be that he believes that his mind has been freed by not being on his medicine, which I think is a fair plot point to uh, to include in the movie. That but, was the vibe that I got. As that's well. just an entire. But, you could say that about this entire movie. Is like, well, if it's just in his mind, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, you know, well, like, no, yeah. Look, I mean, I but I agree with you, Kent. It's it was not again. It was not handled properly, and therefore it comes across as, you know, get off your meds, kids. We'll, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll lead the revolution, and everyone will get what they deserve. You know, yeah. it, it was it was not. Whether intentional on that front or not it doesn't really matter because it wasn't it was it was poorly done and that's that's yeah. the way that it that comes across and that's not not great right not, not a great not a great thing to to present fictional character or not you know yeah and and I just want to say you know I hear you you know I did get some personal messages some direct messages on social media from some listeners who said you know that you know since I did I did you know, put something out there against the movie and, and didn't intend it for it to be, I literally tweeted at our podcast so that Brian could retweet it. And it's just for our listeners to see, you know, as like mm. a teaser of the movie, like what can right. things about the movie? Yeah. Here's a teaser kind of thing, you know? And like people in, in like Ireland are tweeting me like, okay, whatever. You know, I didn't think it was that. Yeah, I'd enjoy watching you burn, yeah. mate. Yeah. That was yeah. a fun yeah. one. Yeah. There's like a, about a dozen people that no longer have Twitter accounts because of this. So I hope it was <laughs> yeah. worth it. Everybody. So, Seriously. Um, I mean, Let's Guys, just say it's a movie. Relax. Yeah, There's it's funny no that movie. I. It's a movie. It's a freaking. I no, suggested sorry. that the, the movie would <laughs> might. Uh, <laughs> Brian knows. <laughs> might not might not uh, be great, and then you get all that stuff. But no, yeah. I did get some messages from some listeners who said, you know, thanks for saying that because you know I do, you know, I thought it was insensitive to people that struggle with this kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. I felt victimized by this movie, and like. <laughs> For our listeners to message me and say that they feel victimized by a freaking Joker movie is stupid. You sent them. And I'm freaking. You sent them snowflake emojis. I did. I called. I, I blocked all of them. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Refunded that the, the nicest thing and, you called them. Yeah. 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 That's what Shut was up. amazing, dude, about the whole thing was like, um, <laughs> we. I, and I don't want to get I don't want to get too in the weeds on it. The fir- for like the first like five or six hours of that whole thing. It was mostly people. The most, the, most of the responses that we got, that we got, that that came to to both you and to the podcast, right? So not not direct messages. Most of the responses we got, if they were negative, were somewhere in the realm of like um, we we should not censor art and or uh, you know you don't get, you, things that were like like look well, I, I meant to disagree with you but it was like a, at least there there was a well reasoned idea behind what they were saying right would sure. you agree with that like at the beginning and well, then yeah, like, I mean they 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 misconstrued completely yes what they, he was saying he wasn't saying it should be censored at all but right. yes I, I, your premise yes. is not it, it, it was it was a I and I and I think you'll agree with me can't like the for the first few hours most of what we got was like Okay, I get what you're saying, and, and so whether I agree with you or not doesn't matter. It was a it was a reasonable attempt to have a conversation or to uh, say you're wrong, even, and that's fine. Like that's that's what it is. And at some point, it was like the night shift came on duty, and it very quickly turned into not 
hey, you're wrong. You can't censor art. And instead, it was like, uh, you're a snowflake. People and I, like I were like quote tweeting it and be like, imagine being Kit <laughs> Garrison. Like, yeah. literally saying that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. imagine. It was, uh, like, it was not that big a deal. It was like, freaking pretty, movie. And it got pretty intense pretty fast. And then it just wouldn't stop. And the thing that I took from it was, um, like, you, the three of, I, I, I won't speak for you guys. I'll, I'll say for myself, I am not somebody who, who thrives on affirmation whatsoever. And I am also not somebody who struggles with the best depression or, or, uh, uh, issues or, or, or really anything like that. I, I'm not, I'm pretty thick skinned on, on things and it, it, nothing, I don't know. At the end of the day, I really don't, don't care very much about, um, most, what most people think on, on just about anything. I just all day on Friday, I kept thinking, what if I was somebody that was kind of hanging by a thread right now? And what would this look like to me when every tweet that we got was so aggressive and horrifying in a lot of ways? If, if one of us was kind of hanging on the edge, um, just the idea that like this movie about a dude who puts on clown makeup could be the thing that results in somebody art. spiraling out of control. Be, and 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 because of the art, because we had, we must protect the art. It was. It so was you're pretty, saying that our fear <laughs> that this would cause unstable, just uh-huh, unstable yeah. behavior was justified, or almost every single person I just wanted to reply to, like, thank you for proving the point. Right. Thank you for proving the yeah, point. That's like, a little. It's it's you if are, it's if it's not something you would ever be comfortable saying to a person to their face, then don't. Put it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's rude. It's inappropriate. And to that end, it's crazy. Mark man. Cuban, I'd say it to your face. You need to <laughs> need it. Yeah, need Ken's had a, an interesting couple of weeks. Very on, fun on week social media, but, but, uh, yeah, but anyway. uh, you know, let's just let's end on this before we before we hit grades here. It's just I want to go to more movies that I don't walk out of the the, the door and see an armed police officer sitting right standing right there. Yeah, I just I don't. We don't right. need like. It's, we're better than this, you know, like it, all around, like every, you know, like yeah. the way, I'm, I'm all for a Joker movie, but do like, like get Joel Schumacher back and do a fun, dumb Joker movie. Great. Oh, like, you know, let's, like, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, but seriously, like, <laughs> it's just like, this is the wrong time for this yeah, type well, of, of movie. And I'm talking about wrong time. Like, I mean, like a year from now, I might not feel this way. Okay. Like this is a very, very yeah. sensitive, like few weeks in America, like, Seriously, you know, we're in Texas and all, it's very tense around here. So that's, I mean, you can't help, I can't help but have those thoughts as I'm screening this and I just, you know, it's, yeah. it, it doesn't affect my grade on the movie. I mean, it does probably a half grade, but I still think this movie has issues that I have lined out for the past hour right. here yeah, no, of I totally, why, totally agree. why, you know, somebody else would have done this better. And, yeah. and I never want that. I never want to leave a movie saying, man, if X had done that, it would have been way better. It's never, no, you're totally right. And look, it's not the movie. It's not a movie's job to like fix societal issues Mm -hmm. and stuff, but you could make a case that maybe it's also not the movie's job to, to play into societal issues and, and make more. I, I, I know for myself, I'm not, again, I'm not somebody who's, who gets, I don't get paranoid and I'm not super, impacted by 
I don't know, like, like, uh, well, the news is saying that everybody's going to get shot at every Joker screen, you know, that kind of thing, whatever. But this was for, this was the first time I can remember being in a movie where like every single time somebody in the theater moved, I'm like trying to, Oh gosh, what's going on with this guy? And then peering over. And it's in some ways I commit, there's a, there's a part of me that's like, that's the movie accomplished what it was trying to accomplish on that front. Cause I was very uncomfortable and tense the whole time, but that's not, just by any means it's not just the result of of uh the the movie and and being effective in it it's also that man we're really tackling some stuff that i don't think this movie is nearly equipped to handle as it think it as it thinks that it is and that that all I don't know, just plays into the whole thing yeah i thought the movie had some really fun music cues in it up until the freaking Gary Glare song at the end. I thought that was Come so on. dumb. Come I on. That was so dumb. It built up to this moment of him on the stairs, on and it's like, it didn't oh, really fit the scene. Though. Yeah, no. it didn't. It felt so out of place. It was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was like, he's about to go on, he's about to go on, on stage and do a show. Cause that, that used yeah. to be uh, like a big stadium anthem. Oh, when, I understand the team that. Comes, you know, no, I, I know you understand. Just in case listeners, that's what they were going for, but you guys are both like, it did not. That did not fit that scene, and dun, dun, and not to mention dun, he's a convicted pedophile. So right, exactly. Like, gotta get that guy. That common sense. In a, in a movie that beat you over the head with a lack of subtlety, I'm stunned that this didn't end with Twisted Sisters. We're not gonna take it. Oh my like, god! I was amazed that that wasn't the the final music. We built yeah. this city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We built this. Uh, that that yeah, you know, and I mean. It ends every with them. every Joaquin dance sequence needs to be cut. Those were all brutal to me. It was just like this is yeah. the one in the bathroom after he kills the Wall Street guys. I was just like, when is this movie going to end? And then it still <laughs> had an hour, fifteen minutes to go or something. I was just like, this is painful to me. I can't. Anyway, see, I I would disagree just because I like that those bits because again, to me, the Joker is very theatrical. And yeah. he knows he's theatrical. So him dancing on the stairs felt right to me. The I, song choice fair. felt completely wrong. Yeah, right? Because the Joker is fair. always aware that people are watching. I, I believe, again, he's not a real character. But I'm just saying, when the Joker <laughs> is alone, he's not on. He turns it off. You know what I'm hmm. saying? He's not crazy when he's like eating cereal at breakfast alone. right? He turns on the crazy when he leaves the house. So mm. the dancing, I like that, but just some of the music choices were a little strange. Doesn't uh, don't they say uh, you're gonna run for mayor one day in this movie or something? You're gonna be mayor one day. So I get, I don't know if they do that in a sequel where he like, you know, they return <laughs> to like the original Batman like um, plot of him like trying to be mayor of Gotham yeah. and all that. Yeah, that and, that didn't work so well with when the Penguin tried to do it in Batman yeah. Returns. But. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but. You know, just one more th- one more thing, Shane. We'll we'll get to grades. I promise. Sure. Is you know, I've always felt like the Joker was a really articulate speaker and like almost Shakespearean. You know, very, like that, very much. This so. is this is not that. There's a there's a for lack of a better expression, there's a dress code to playing the Joker, right? And I don't mean that literally. Although I will say, I did like the costume. I liked his. I liked his. Yeah. Like yeah, I like the look. You know, suit. But there's a there's a theatricality to the way the Joker speaks and his mannerisms because again he's aware that people are watching and so I understand that this movie was an origin story but by the time he goes onto the Murray Franklin show he should be the full fledged Joker and again that's why I'm not saying that Joaquin Phoenix isn't a good actor I just don't think his performance as the Joker was revelatory because he just didn't 
come in the right dress code. You know, it wasn't, it just felt agitated. It felt whiny and it felt desperate and that worked for his character, but that's not what the Joker sounds like. Mm, that's a good point. You know, uh, like yeah. It. That was just something I noticed. It's just the whole, just the, the timbre of how he speaks was so much different and, and I'm going to be special. Right. <laughs> and that's just, all I have are negative thoughts. Right. Just a random. <laughs> when he had, like put on a happy face, like written on his mirror and the lipstick. It's like, like I'm waiting for that Karen O gosh. song to play from her. Yeah. <laughs> and just a, just a random. My favorite movie, by the way. Uh, thing, by the way. Uh, this is just a quick kind of uh, note for any diehard Batman fans out here who are listeners to the show. Um, oh, we scared all them off. The whole thing about him going on a talk show and the whole time I was hearing that, okay, you know, this movie's dark. It's super violent. One of the most famous set pieces in the comic, The Dark Knight Returns, is that the Joker goes on to a talk show and he gasses everybody in the audience and he kills them. And while I'm not saying that would have been fun to watch, I was absolutely convinced up to a certain point that that was what was going to happen. That movie didn't set it up in any way, shape or form. So I'm glad they didn't do it. But at the same time, before I, the movie started, I thought for sure that was how the movie was going to end. And I was really disappointed uh, that we just didn't get it. It just kind of felt like that was a huge tease. I think and, and you say that about most movies. Shane, you and I are friends and you're always like, I wish when you talk, we talked about that with American hustle. You were like, why was no one gassed? At the <laughs> yeah. end? It's always your critique. Yeah. yeah. Contradict that a little bit, Shane. Don't you think they were playing on that expectation by shooting De Niro instead of like him? I, I cause I was waiting for him to like pull out a gun and just shoot the audience and just kill everybody in the whole like thing. Like I didn't expect him to kill, uh, De Niro because, um, mm. he was his idol, you know? Man. I did. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. I guess it was unexpected, but to me, it was unexpected, like, in a bad way. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like opening a present Christmas morning and finding, like, a dead puppy. It's like, well, oh, I didn't expect gotcha. that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. not really what I was hoping for either. I really that's wanted geez. a game. That's going to be my Rotten Tomatoes review. <laughs> Great work. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, in, that's incredible. That's a, that's a good ender. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hit grades for Joker. Um... Who wants to start this thing off? Me volunteers. <laughs> I can go first. I'll, I'll, yeah. Okay. I'll I would say, oh, go ahead. Okay. Go. I'm going to, I had this thing graded out, but after talking about it, we got to, got to grade it differently. So I graded it out as, as a B, but I got to knock off a half a grade just because of the way I felt watching the movie, which is, which was, which was not good. But I think it's a B, you know, I think it's, it's uh, it's got s- some things to uh, admire. I thought it was well shot. You know, I think that's probably the best thing about the movie is, mm. you know, I'd watch this thing muted probably rather than I'd watch it again. You know, um, I thought it looked really good. Um, the one mo- moment I did like in the movie, probably my favorite moment of the movie, is where the shot of him backstage like psyching himself up to go on the Tonight Show. You know, when they're like watching the, mo- the all, everybody else is just watching the monitor and he's just like getting himself ready. I like that, you know? Um, so there's some, there's some like setups that I really liked in the movie and kind of the, 
I don't know. I guess the director of photography and like production design team is who I would commend for this movie, you know, sure, uh, more sure. than I would the director or the screenwriter or the acting or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, it's a B minus for me. What about you, uh, Shane? So for every little tiny moment that this movie got right, like the scene, uh, at the end of the film where the cream song is playing and he's in the back of the cop car and he's watching the world burn, if you will, and he's smiling, right? It got certain moments like that, right? The biggest, the biggest symbol I could give you for why this movie misunderstood the Joker is the scene towards the end of the film where after he stabs that guy with the scissors mm-hmm. and he tells his smaller friend that he can go. There's that shot where the smaller friend can't reach the lock on the door. That is a joke that in any other Joker movie, the Joker would have laughed hysterically at because that's the type of dark humor that yeah. the Joker likes. That's the fact that they point. didn't play yeah. that moment up, that was the nail in the coffin for me. That this movie doesn't understand who the Joker is and what makes it work as a character. So I'm not judging the whole movie based off of that. I just wanted to get that last really point. Really good in. point. Yeah. I would give this movie a C minus. It's technically well done. It has a few good moments, but overall it barely, barely skates by on a passing grade. And I, I just, I can't say that I'd recommend it to anybody, uh, on anything other than a technical level. Mm. All right, Bigo. Yeah. It's, this one's a really tough one to grade for me. Cause I, I think the performance is really good. I I'm with you. I'm kind of with you, Shane. Like, I don't think it's as, I don't think it's the, greatest revelation kind of performance I've, I've, I've seen, you know, no. I, I don't know. This is, Go watch the his, that's a better, it's not even in my top exactly. three Joaquin for performance. Totally. But his, no, maybe his C minus is better than a lot of people. Right. You know, yeah. that's I know into yeah. Richard and I, we talked about this off the air. Richard and I hung out this weekend and talked about this, that, you know, a lot of people that seen this movie is like, they've seen the Avengers movies and that might be it. You know, like these a lot of people mm. don't see they go to see these movies, so this might be the most artistic thing they've ever seen. And so, from that perspective, like if you don't go and see Scorsese movies, if you don't, if you're not down with Damien Chazelle and all that, then I can totally see how this could be some revelation, yeah, of That's art. Point. You know, That's right. so, sure, sure. Um, just in terms of how it approaches the material, and mm-hmm. and so I I understand that, but but um, I would advise you those things are readily available. And they're better. Yes. And go, and we're here go to say, watch yeah, the Yeah, there's better stuff out there. Exactly. Everybody keeps talking about how this movie is inspired by Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. I cannot stress this enough. If you haven't seen those films, watch them and thank mm. us later. They are yeah. far better films that deal with this exact subject with a lot more subtlety than this movie does. Sure. Yeah. Read much notes better. from underground. Yeah. Sure. Uh, much read, better. But, read Othello. Yeah. Good stuff there. <laughs> anyway, I, for I, anyway, Joaquin's really good. Uh, the cinematography is fantastic. Scores great. So there's things that are really, really good about this, and and also I hate this movie, and I just never, I will never, ever, ever see it again. And not just because it's uncomfortable, and 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 certainly not not because of uh, potential issues with with the messaging. I just don't think it's it's a very well made movie in terms of the things that the director and the writer do. I think it's a it's a well acted movie and a well shot movie and then that's kind of where things things end i i don't think it's going to be one of the 10 worst movies you know at the end of the year my in, in my bottom 10 of the year so i, I won't give it a, a d but it's would you give it a c minus shane i i think that's i'll i'll go yeah i'll, I'll sit there c, c minus for me 
Richard, what about you? Yeah, same, shorter version. This is a D movie. It's not an F movie, but it's a D movie elevated slightly by Joaquin. It's just kind of magnetism and some strong um, technical choices on both the score and, and, the, and the cinematography. So I'm going to go see Midas as well. That seems yeah, right. There Maybe you go, Richard. We, can, we, can, we can turn this love seat into a couch. <laughs> wow. Never, I didn't think I would be the highest on this, to be honest. Um, I thought I would. Well, we all establish you're a snowflake, so that's. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. It's well known. Yeah. Well, y'all, are the, y'all are the flakes cuck, now. Cuck, 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 yeah. cuck, cuck, cuck. <laughs> y'all are like. Y'all are sleeting over here. Oh, y'all are man. Crazy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this has been good. Uh, glad we're, th- we're done. We're through this. You know, I'm 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 done. I'm done talking about it. Hopefully, ever, forever. You know, Brian, like you said. Uh, yeah. um, what do we been, think the What do we think the actual potential of him getting nominated are? Oh, hundred percent nomination. Um, I don't think he will. I really I don't. You will anymore? I really? Think I think the buzz no. is bad. Uh, you know what? And I'm with you guys. You fellas. I I think the Academy hates comic book movies, and I think they're not gonna. Yeah. They're gonna ignore them. They're, I've said that from the beginning. Even if this performance in this movie were ten times better. I just don't think anyone's – I was always going to say, if you could short him winning the Oscar, I would, just because they're not going to give two Oscars to Joker ever. And then this isn't that great of a performance. It's great. I mean, he's a great actor. It's fun to see Joaquin Phoenix do movies, always. Uh, but this, I don't think he'll they, be this, I'd be pretty I'm, surprised. I'm, if he does, it's a bad year. I'm, right. I'm predicting right now this, this movie is going to make shake up at the Oscars, I promise you. This will be the Bohemian Rhapsody great. of this year, I promise It'll I be. Think, I think this year's good. Last year sucked. There's a lot of good looking stuff coming out. I don't. I yeah, hope so. I hope so. I'm not I saying just... he won't get nominated because it was a bad performance. I'm not. I'm just saying the uh, the Academy historically hates yeah. comic book movies. I've yeah. seen. I've seen some Academy members uh, quoted out there saying they won't won't even watch it. So that's never good. So yeah. um, well, you know, we'll Cause, see. Because that's the open mind that you want from an Academy member. And he's not gonna, <laughs> yeah. Joaquin. He's not gonna campaign either. Yeah, he's so. n- he's not gonna do the the shaking hands and, and kissing babies bit. No, he's uh, been pretty good thank about. Thank goodness, I don't. He, want he's done a huge press tour for this, and I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty surprised they've they've he's done all this. I mean, he he's done his in his own way, but <laughs> yeah, he's, he's done that thing where he right. like busts into the screening and like says, "Hey guys, it's me." You know, like how <laughs> terrified would like, you be if okay, you saw this? Uh, and you're like, oh sir? God, it's yeah. him. <laughs> He just got to just murder everybody. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll give this movie a full letter grade if he goes on Fallon in, in full makeup. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. It's so great. He's yeah. so good when you kill that guy. Oh, so good. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> All right. Well, I see it. This has been another episode <laughs> right, of right. About Movies. Shane, you're welcome to come on next week and talk about Gemini Man if you want. Uh, uh, would, th- would that you I would, could, but my you friend. Can't, but I, oh, you I, can't. I, oh, yeah. man. Okay. Uh, All right. We understand. Uh, it's a bummer. Well, what we'll listener figure out why? But um, <laughs> we're not going to give out anybody's information for this episode. Yeah, I'd really <laughs> no, 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 no. You you can find me at Richard Barden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> find us at uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. If you want more from us, though, uh, madaboutmoviespodcast dot com slash vip. We uh, we post a lot of uh, bonus content on there. Uh, throwback episodes we've got a zombie land episode coming at you very soon in anticipation of that new zombie land sequel so if that's your thing and you want more from us other than just this one episode a week check that out madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash vip batman chain turning off the bat signal for now but uh we hope to see you back here very soon hopefully by the end of the year 
Same bat time, same bat channel. Awesome. Well, see if for uh, Ray Fiennes as uh, Riddler. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's directed by uh, it's directed by the Eurotrip guy. Yeah, Harmony Harmony Corinne is going to make <laughs> oh, a Riddler no. movie. Not watching. Not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds way too that is real. The day I quit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note, we'll see y'all see ya. at the cinema. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.